Welcome to the e-commerce lab by EcomC. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. My name is Vincenzo Toscano. Welcome to another podcast of the Commerce Lab by Comsi. Today, we bring you Katrina. Uh, she's the founder and CEO of Copy Smiths, where they specialize on everything regarding content for e-commerce stores, specifically everything regarding ACO. And she has amazing experience when it comes to actually using AI for content generation, which we know AI is all over the place right now. You jump into LinkedIn, everybody's talking about AI, social media, email, etc. So I'm very excited to actually bring Katrina on board today. She's going to give us a little bit of tips, insights, and some of the strategies you can use when it comes to how to use AI and implement it within your e-commerce store. So for me, Katrina, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show today. How are you doing? Vincenzo, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to nerding it up with you about e-commerce. It's going to be fun. And um, I know that AI is that hot, hot hot topic, but um, I hope there's a few little nuggets that I can share with your audience to just help them to use it a little bit more and more efficiently. Yes, for sure. I think actually AI is such an exciting thing. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure you have seen every single day there's something new, something, a new tool, a new way to implement it. And I'm sure you have gonna, a lot of those gold nuggets, as people call them, that uh, you can share with us. Uh, now, before we jump into that, though, and the whole topic, I, I want to start with a little bit about you. I think you have an interesting background. I want to learn more about how you jump into this space. And then from there, we can jump into today's uh, topic, yeah? Yeah, sure. So this little house that I'm sitting in right now was um, bought with e-commerce over a 10-year mm -hmm. period. And I think I spent, you know, it's one of these wonderful stories where um, I only spent a few hours each month working on the business and it paid for my house. So, you know, that sounds all very wonderful, but it was 10 years ago and when dropshipping hadn't quite been invented, and I would run a big commerce store and um, the suppliers would give me a little cut from every gazebo that I sold. So I used to sell gazebos, the biggest, most unwieldy, most difficult thing to sell online because it's heavy, <laughs> it's huge, it breaks in the wind, it's outside. You know, it was the dumbest thing to sell. But um, yeah. we sold those online. <laughs> yeah, we sold those online and I learned from that. But that's how I got into e-commerce. I actually got into e-commerce 20 years ago. Wow. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a fun story. So you know how we complain about Shopify or big yeah. commerce being expensive. We say, oh, you know, I'm on the plus plan and it's costing me $800 a week. Um, when I started in e-commerce, we used WebSphere, IBM's WebSphere. Wow. The license okay. for that was $200,000 a year. Wow. Okay. And it didn't even have a, a tenth of the features that the worst e-commerce platform has these days so it we wow. had a whole team of programmers who used to run it, it was two hundred thousand dollars a year but yeah, again crazy. we were one of the first in australia to sell um we sold uh hard disk drives and memory cards we were doing a million dollars a month back wow. in the 90s 
selling wow. stuff. So those were those were the heydays when there was basically no competition. We were the only ones doing it, so it was quite easy. Crazy, yeah. Love to to learn about that. I mean, yes, I think nowadays people think that you know Amazon has been here forever and Shopify and all that, but it's crazy sometimes to mm -hmm. learn about. A platform such as this i mean never heard of it to be honest in the first place no. and isn't it it's yeah. crazy to know that yeah. back in the time everything was so much more complex and even uh, oh. the barrier of entry was so high like nobody really could do e-commerce mm. and now you know anybody with a fund can basically have a story yeah. line, you know? it's crazy the progress yeah and i i love that i love seeing yeah. someone will, yeah. will literally go oh i've got my etsy store up and running on a saturday yeah, yeah. and i yeah. think Tony, Tony Brock had to program the back end for three months, you know, yeah. just to get the okay, product one product up, one product yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> just to get the product images to you know to load on a page. So um, yeah, it was um I got started a very long time ago. So I've seen a lot of things come and go, but AI is this is the latest thing that I've seen coming and um it's it's a super exciting technology. Again, it's gonna be it's literally gonna be like that juxtaposition of the old software with like an mm -hmm. Etsy you know, platform or an Amazon platform. It's just gonna be a complete game changer for those who, yeah. you know, learn how to use it. For sure. And actually that brings me to to my first question, which is basically now that you've been uh, explaining all this about, you know, how AI is changing a lot of business owners, in, in, not only the e-commerce space overall. Um, I actually want to learn more about how you're actually using AI lately uh, for yourself, for your clients, specifically around content creation. So what are some of the things you are seeing? And maybe you can mm. touch about some yeah case studies where you have been using AI. If you can, yeah. yeah, sure. We're um we're actually doing we're actually building a case study with Harvard at the moment. So oh, wow. our company. Yeah, I know. Um, it's a real it's a it's a highlight, absolute highlight. We're okay. we're working with the Harvard Business School to develop a case study with uh, digital marketing generally, and we're okay. going to help some of the MBA students learn how to use AI to sell online and to you know we're doing content mm. initially to get all of that going but but that's kind of just like when you sort of say case study that'll be coming out um probably closer to probably we'll the end of 2023 yeah a little bit of a little bit of time away because <laughs> yeah, as you know it takes time to create these things yeah, but sure. um some of the things we're like we don't do a huge amount with Amazon. We tend to be more traditional e-commerce. Okay. Um, but I think, like, I've got a few ideas for you that I think mm. that uh, AI is going to change. So I think everyone knows about product descriptions. You know, yes. you can use Amazon, you can use AI to help um, formulate product descriptions and titles, features and benefits, all of that sort of stuff. And the AI can think of things that perhaps you haven't thought of before. So it's yeah. brilliant for triggering a blank page, you know, for sort of saying, yes. oh, what can I, you know, add in here? And then there are tools like Percy um, and also mm -hmm. Anton's Copy Monkey yes. is a great tool as yes. well that, you know, he Try can them out, very good tools. Very good tools. Yeah, I have tried yeah, them yeah. <laughs> Copy one, great. And so there are these tools like that that get rid of that blank page. But yeah, um, if and if you can't, let's say for whatever reason, let's say Copy Monkey. I don't know why you might be insane, but Copy Monkey's not for you. You can use a tool like ChatGPT, and you can combine mm -hmm. it with Zapier. So mm -hmm. I would 
what's happening now with a lot of these tools, I call them a little bit of a thin layer. So there are, as you said at the start of this episode, there are all these tools coming out every single day, like yeah. tools and tools and tools. Ah, there's heaps <laughs> of them. But they're all a thin layer that sit on top of OpenAI's language models, so large language mm -hmm. models. So they're just a thin layer. And so if you don't want to buy someone else's thin layer, you can actually make your own. So you can do it with Zapier and also with ChatGPT. So to generate, um, I'm not sure what the prices are of, say, Percy and Copy Monkey, but um, to generate your own um, initial product description and features and benefits, it might cost you five cents because you mm. can work directly with the open AI to do that. And okay. then you're just using Zapier to trigger all those automations. But, um, and then it's a sequential thing where you sort of say, well, I, I, I need the LSI words or I need to. So basically you use Zapier to, I would say, so audience can understand, it would be to generate the prompts and the steps the chat GPT has to follow to a tr to throw the results at you, I guess. That's the way you would use it. Right? Yeah, like in Zapier, you literally put in one prompt and you mm -hmm. say, write that to, let's say, a, a cell in Excel or I say see. if you're using monday.com okay. or, you know, uh, Trello or something. Um, you can uh, get Zapier to integrate with all your project management tools or with Excel or, you know, Google nice. Sheets or something. And you, you put the prompt into Zapier with an instruction and then you say, now I have the LSI keywords, I want you to weave them into the features and benefits statement. Mm, okay. I want you to write the features and benefits for this product. Now I want you to weave the LSI keywords in. And now that we have the LSI keywords and we have the features and benefits, I want you to write a product description. I want you to write the descriptor. And I want you to include um, a review that I've pulled in from over here. So Zapier can multi-layer um, the prompts, the, the AI yeah. prompts, so that you can get a custom, a custom solution. So yeah. I think tools like Copy Monkey are a brilliant way to get started, really great way to get started. Um, and I am positive that those tools will continue to develop and improve and you know, those guys are definitely going to improve faster than, For sure. say, you or I. We're just sort of you know, not focused on that. But, yes. um, yeah, that's it. one way. Yeah. Nah, good. Also, um, yeah. Yeah, actually, I had a – go on, sorry. Yo, go on. The one more thing was um, I just want to sort of say that I think that with the AI tools that produce this content, it ends up being very flat-sounding. Yeah, so I was going to mention that. Thing is like, yeah. Like, that was actually my next question. It's like how you deal with oh, really? that, like how you deal with the actual, because I mean, the, the AI is amazing when it comes when you have a blank page, you have you have nowhere to imagine what are the first sentences, yeah. where do you start, what, what are the bullet points, etc. But once AI throws that at you, let's be honest, there's still some work that can be done in the copywriting side of things to make it more engaging, friendly, et cetera, more like human. And I wanted to ask you if that's the, if you have seen experience the same, and if so, what are usually your advice regarding that? Because I feel like a mistake I'm, I'm seeing sometimes that yeah. people think that the final outcome of the AI, that's the final that you should be using, but I think yes. AI is just yeah. a means towards an end. It's not actually the, the end itself. It's just a tool you use in between, right? So, yeah. yeah. I think, um, yeah, people get exhausted by this process. You know, running a whole store is really exhausting. It takes time and energy and yeah. you get to the end of the day and you've generated all this content yeah. and you think, oh, my 
I'm just I'm exhausted now. I'd like to go and sit. I have have a cup of tea on the couch. But yeah. um, and then there's this one last push where you have to um, put the reader uh, or the buyer in this case, the buyer into the picture. Can they feel themselves using that product? I mean, I've mm-hmm. got a cup of green tea next to me at the moment. And I can smell it. AI. Yeah can't smell that green tea it doesn't know what the tea leaves look like it doesn't know what it feels like to have that warm cup of green tea and to feel um, that it's um, you know cleansing you as you drink it so I think that I think that in our team in particular we we use AI to generate drafts or to generate some ideas but um, our writers are taught how to add life how to add dancing. We teach them them how to waltz with the words and and how to put themselves into it. So, yeah, it is. I think that um, the AI is not quite there yet and I think real writers are still needed. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Now, when it comes to AI, uh, now just to finalise and covering everything regarding uh, ACO, um, some of the questions I get when it comes to using AI is people start saying, okay, yes, I can use AI to generate a copy or generate a blog, etc." And then they're concerned about what could be the future uh, penalties they might receive out of platforms such as Google, for example, right? Because you're using all your content AI generated. So I wanted to ask you, what is your experience with that? And if you have actually seen any, any penalties by, by using AI, yeah. No, I think that what's going to happen, and I again, like I, I think about this a lot um, yeah. on behalf of our customers as well, because we we have most of our customers are usually doing most of our customers do about um, five to fifty million a year um, who okay. work with us. So it's um, when it, it's very risky, you know, yeah. to go against guidelines, Google's guidelines. If we're we're risking their businesses if we don't follow what ever the guidelines say and if we're also not a little bit conservative so I would say as well like when you have a new business and let, let's say it's only doing I don't know let's say it's you know doing a small amount per year it's a brand new business yeah. you can risk using yeah. these cutting edge tools you can risk AI you can risk really playing on the edge but if you've got a 20 million dollar business and it's got you know I don't know five mm-hmm. warehouse staff and four people on customer service and that's a lot of people who are relying on you for, you know, bread and milk each day. So Google has said that they're not penalising AI, but I think that it's very clear that what's been happening with the algorithm changes is that Google is working towards a thing called EEAT, so Mm -hmm. uh, experience, expertise, authority and trust. For the last, I don't know, maybe four or five years, a lot of their a lot of their um, algorithm updates have had the same theme, which is all about trusting yeah. that the content that's being produced is by someone who has used the product or understands the product. And I don't think that that's going away. So I think that just like we were talking about before, I think that when someone uses AI to produce content, like what's been going on is everyone's been producing fairly you know, content that's maybe at this level here. Yes. And AI has come along, okay, and everyone's gone, oh, I'm up at this level here. <laughs> well, yeah. I can tell you that people like me, we run content companies, we've been producing content at that level and now we've just gone to that level. Yes. So everyone, hang on, I'm just going up the screen. It's going up. Everybody's going up. Yeah. Everyone has stepped up. So unfortunately all these people who think that they came to this level, they have I'm so sorry, but 
Yeah. Yeah, you will be fined again. And um, I don't think that Google is going to penalise people, but I don't think that. I think that it's going to get ignored. So yes. I think that some websites that are purely AI driven, what's happening is you'll see it in the Facebook groups, the SEO Facebook groups. Everyone's going, oh my God, I just, you know, I just got this huge bump and I'm selling, I'm doing all this. There's a window, a short window until Google's algorithms start crawling the internet yeah. again. And then those, pen, not penalties, mm -hmm. but those websites are going to go quiet. But Yes, I don't it's think early it's more advantage. It's whoever does it now is going to benefit, but long term is not going to be the case. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and the trouble is, is all these people, you know, come out of the woodwork and they say, "Oh my God, I just did this, and you know, I just got this big lift," and then yeah. everyone listens to them. They all do yeah. that same thing, and so then they think that that's working until the algorithm update comes through, and then they go, "Oh." And then Google says, well, you didn't have authoritative content that was written with experience and expertise. And we're talking about that with the green tea. Like, how do you experience green tea and the warmth and the smell, the aroma? But I think that um, Amazon's going to be a completely different space. I think that um, Amazon just wants more sales. It's not going to reject AI-generated text or images. Um, it, it's going to literally, you know, do things like generating images and photos and content for a, a product is really hard, okay? Amazon mm -hmm. wants those listings to be able to convert. It wants to sell more. Um, so if Amazon make it easier for uh, sellers, it's absolutely going to put even more AI into its systems. So yeah. I don't think it's going to be penalised in Amazon at all. But, again, I think what is going to happen is the businesses that have the edge are the ones that are going to have a brand voice. They're going to have something unique about them. For sure. Love that. Uh, now, regarding AI, I mean, we already talked about SEO, mainly um, copying um, um, what you can do with that. Now I would like to touch a little bit about more like if you have used that and if you have any experience using like with uh, images or visual content, what is your experience with that and, and what are some advice you can uh, give regarding using AI for that? Because, I mean, we have seen a lot of tools such as uh, Percy and CopyMonkey for copy, but on the other side, we also see a lot of image, uh, tools such as, for example, Acom 10 for Amazon seller, which mm. is you give specific uh, text and does all the images for you. So, uh, what is your take on that? Why are you seeing AI happening with images? If you can share something, yeah. Well. Sure. So I belong to a group called E-Commerce Fuel, and again, their sellers where um, they're doing a few million dollars and upwards in that group, mm -hmm. and so they often, because they're doing so much um, revenue volume, they often yeah. have um, very very large product catalogs. They that's the that's one of the most interesting, most hot topics in this um, in this group because um, they, they they need. So, for example, we've got one member of the group that um, sells jewelry, and he brings out hundreds of new styles every week. Okay, okay, that's okay. how that's how big he is. And so, oh. for him, he's currently shooting everything. You know, for Ring, he's currently shooting everything. You know by hand and he's outsourcing mm -hmm. it very efficiently but you know um max's tool of e-content you know if that was to come through and um there's another competitor to e-content which is called booth.ai yep. they yep. are also working on this ability to create product lifestyle images and um it's uh it's a fascinating space to watch because these 
uh, large, large e-commerce catalogs, they literally need images for summer, for winter, you know, for fall. Um, they need images for Halloween or Black Friday. They yeah. need images for to keep their brand fresh. And so, um, you know, to be able to use one of those tools like e-content or Booth to, you know, automatically within seconds produce thousands of images for testing yeah. or social media fodder or whatever it is. Um, but, um, you know, I think it's, I think that's a very pragmatic, practical um, way to use the AI. And I think that, I think that's going to be very quickly surpassed. For example, I'll give you an example. I, I think um, Amazon like how difficult would it be for Amazon to just acquire Max's um, yeah. IP or Booth's IP, you know, e-content, and literally bring it into Amazon and say, yeah. oh, would the customer like to see that dress on their body instead yes. of a model? Would the yeah. customer like to see, you know, the chair in front of their fireplace instead of, you know, Max's e-contents, you know, fireplace? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what I say, these little thin layer apps that are coming through with AI there, if I was building it, I would be hoping for an exit. I'd be hoping that someone yeah, acquired they, they my yeah. pet because <laughs> um, Canva, Canva can just roll into that space in a split second. And also yeah. Amazon. Ad Ad Amazon Adobe is doing it. I think Adobe Photoshop is doing it already. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. You see it. yeah. So yeah. it's definitely something that's happening. I feel like just quickly pointing what you say of Amazon. I mean, they could even offer for free for the Amazon seller saying, oh, you have no images. Just click this button. We make all your images and you're up and running. So it's like yeah. you either exit yeah. now or these big players are going to come in and do it anyway. And that's the issue I see in the eye. So it's becoming each day more and more available by these big companies. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trivial, it's a trivial thing. Yeah. I always like to think, you know, Amazon and um, Google, I always think when people say to me, oh, you know, do you think I can beat them at this? And I sort of say, well, they've got a room full of PhD level engineers whose only, literally only focus is working on AI for images. Okay. Yes. They've got, they've, yeah. they've got Stanford graduates, you know, Harvard graduates. Um, and, the, and, getting, <laughs> and I can tell you an intern, you know, an intern out of um, Harvard will get 175000 US as a starting salary, you know. Yeah. So there's a room full of those humans and their only job is to work out how to integrate AI into the product images. And so I, but I love it for people who sell online. So, you know, if you're, if you're selling fashion, I would, on um, Amazon, I would be so excited that I think mm -hmm. that, um, Amazon's going to give you that it's going to be able to test all the product images and say, oh, this girl who was standing straight on, that that's that image sold more often than the girl standing mm -hmm. side on. And or, or could you make a dress that's got like, I don't know, a longer hem on one side because yeah. that you know that the data coming back to um, product manufacturers is so exciting. Yes, 100%. And I think uh, after now talking about copy and images, another thing that I find very interesting with AI, uh, we've been using that with some clients, is uh, pro research. Because sometimes yeah. you have a product or you have a brand, but you struggle to really think about what is the new thing I can bring to market? Because sometimes, you know, you just don't come up with the idea and you can use AI saying, okay, I have, this is my brand. This is what people is looking for in this specific niche. This is what people is complaining about. Give me ideas about how I can make my pro better. And then, yeah, boom, 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 give your ideas. And then yeah, you can use that, that with your supplier. So I wanted to ask you if you have played around with that and, and 
and maybe you can give some some insights about that so yeah yeah so one of the one of the things we did i spoke at um beginning of this year i spoke at um, a conference about all of this sort of stuff and i showed people how you know there was a one person was an electronics manufacturer and i yeah. said well you know um yeah like you know um netflix is stopping sharing all passwords so yeah. all the teenagers you know who can't afford it and i was like what what would happen in U- the usb space if you know netflix disappeared and we all went back to pirating you know, movies <laughs> and um so we started playing around with Midjourney and we were able to make the most beautiful USB fobs that had filigreed jade ends. You know, we were able to combine um, these other products that we knew the teenagers mm, loved. So okay. such as keychains off their um, phones. And you know how yes. you know how lots of the teenagers will have these little dongles of the yes. decorative dongles yes. off their phones? Yeah. And yeah. so we were like, well, what if you could just somehow have a little remote hard drive that you could put, you know, you share, you know, your friend's movies on. I mean, this is terribly illegal, of course. <laughs> Not yeah. suggesting that this is a great product for anyone. That's an idea. But so this, the crowd like responded really well to that because they could see that, you know, they don't just have to use their own brain to create ideas. You can mix and match in these tools like Midjourney, just to sort of ideate. So, yeah, again, I, I agree with you, Vincenzo. I think it's a really exciting space, particularly in the product uh, image space, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now let's talk a little bit about what is the future of AI so we can start, you know, uh, concluding today's episode. And I think the future is very interesting. And the reason why I think it's very interesting is because on one side you have all these tools, all this innovation technology coming to the space when it comes to AI. But on the other side, you also have all this, which I talk on a daily basis, like copywriters, graphic designers, uh, people do pro research for living, all of that. They, they started to to yeah. get afraid about either that to AI or are going to be left behind. And there's this button right now about them saying, oh, AI doesn't really output the best work, come with me. And AI, then uh, you can show the opposite with AI. So what is your thought process about this? What, what is what could be the best future for both parties moving forward? I think the best thing would be a hybrid approach. I think people should integrate AI into their workflow and have that higher level of result, as you explained it. Totally. Agree. I feel yeah. some people, I have seen also some resistance from uh, some of uh, in the space. So what, what is your take on this and maybe some advice? Yeah, that you can share. Okay. Around the so it's, it's, it's exactly the same as when Photoshop came on the scene. Yeah. Or PageMaker yeah. came on the scene. So there was this tool yeah. a billion years ago called PageMaker. Uh, it's yeah. like the letterpress. You know, it's people used to handset letters, or people used to paint a, yeah. a logo, or they would hand letter logos. With, you know, paint brushes and paint, and and then Photoshop came along and it created so much opportunity. You think of how many graphic designers there are now. So yeah. you know, twenty years ago when Photoshop did more photos. 30 years ago when Photoshop didn't exist, I didn't really know any graphic designers, but now you can fall over graphic designers on the street. You know, they're literally everywhere. So the tools, the tools, the ubiquity, the availability of the tools gave access to so many more people to 
um, not only use the tool for its intended purpose, such as graphic design, Photoshop, you know, but you think of all the different ways people use Photoshop for photo retouching, for, um, you know, old photos, for I don't know, graphic design, or, you know, uh, film reels, all sorts of things. And I think that the AI is an opportunity for people who want to learn tool. So yeah. no one sort of said, oh, gosh, you know, Photoshop, all the graphic <laughs> designers are out of work. This is, you know, this is terrible. Um, I think that because we are so such a connected society and, and information travels so quickly, I think that the AI exploded onto the scene mm-hmm. and it just took, it took people's by surprise. Um, but Photoshop, for example, didn't just suddenly pop up one day and drastically change everything. Everyone was like, oh, it's $1,000. I have to download yep. it and we'll pirate it and then you know buy it etc and so it was a slower <laughs> um, you know over you know takeover but i think that um i'm seeing it a lot i run a group um of thirty-five thousand writers in kenya okay wow. so yeah the kenyan industry there were a lot of writers who were relying on uh content mills to produce yes. content you know just to spin out that content and there are a lot of people in that community who are really scared. We're, we're mm. seeing more applications to work for us than we've ever seen before uh, just because I think the bottom has dropped out of all the content mills because content mills aren't needed because you can produce better content with AI than you can yeah. with a low-quality writer in a content mill. So a lot of people have lost their jobs. I think yeah. that it's a matter of time until the training comes through you know, we're developing courses to try to teach um, our writers and other writers how to use the AI so that they can yeah. create, you know, create new work for themselves. So I don't know, Vincenzo, I think that I think it's people get very, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think people get very scared um, because they don't know it. But once they learn how to use the tools, they're going to see, like, you know, you're very fortunate because you're, you know, at that cutting edge where you're dealing with new clients all the time and they ask you that, so you have to answer yeah. those questions. But I need to pivot. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, need to pivot. you have to pivot for your customers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas people, you know, are just trying to catch up. So, you know, but I think, um, like, I think, I think AI is incredible. Like, you know how in Amazon, for example, you have to go and read all the reviews yes, or you can sort of filter by, okay, well, was it, you know, I don't know, did they like it or not like it or the star rating? I think we're going to look back in five years on a star rating and think how antiquated and pedestrian that was. I think people are literally going to go to Amazon and query. Um, What did people not like about this dress? Was What did they not like about the material of the material? I think AI is going to evaluate all of that and say, well, they didn't like this. And so, you know, the people who, you know, all these businesses that write product reviews, um, the affiliate space, they're, yeah. they're going mm-hmm. to really struggle. Um, yes. They're massively. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Do you think, what do you, like, I, I think everyone's just in a tiz. I think it's yeah. all down and everyone. I mean, for me, I think it's like with anything, when it comes to, to market, you're always going to have this division. You're going to have the people support that people that doesn't. And I feel, right, I mean, right now, yes, we could see the negative side in some sectors, as you mentioned, but I think in the long term is going to be the best for everybody. And the reason for that is because on one side, you have the business owners that now have access to more content, which is going to allow them to provide a better service to their clients. That means the clients are going to have a better a, a customer experience. And on one side, Maybe the small copywriter or the small designer 
can do bigger projects because he knows how to leverage tools and he can do bigger things with less overhead. So I think that's the mindset both sides have to have, right? And say, okay, AI is taking my pie and that's it. I think it's opposite. Actually, you can use now yeah. AI to do bigger things, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I think and the point you make about overheads for the workers, I think that applies to the e-commerce stores. Like I yeah. think people get into e-commerce and they think, oh, I'm going to make millions. The margins are often very thin in e-commerce. Yeah. And I think I feel like e-commerce store owners really get squeezed. I feel like everyone's right. putting their hands right. in their pockets, you know, for the money. Amazon yeah. takes a bit, the you know, the, the shippers take a bit, the, the tool everyone. makers take a bit, everyone takes a bit of money from them. And I think that AI is going to help them to have more profit margin. And then they will, instead of having to pay five customer service people, they'll pay one. But they might pay that one customer service person a lot more because yeah. they have this proficiency with AI. But I think um, it's going to be a lot less headaches for yeah. store owners as well because instead of ma managing a, a customer service team of 50 people, they can maybe manage a customer service team of four. That's so right. I, I know yeah. that the other, you know, 46 people who are in customer service are freaking out right now. But, yeah. but at the same time, as, as going back to that point, uh, those over 45 most likely going to work with those extra business owners and now due to the lower barrier of entry yeah. are going to be able to do a business and they're going to hire this extra business so it's a, it's a win you see so it goes yeah, yeah. yeah exactly exactly like that point i made with the photoshop thing like yeah. there weren't as yeah. many graphic designers and now there's literally millions of them because That's it right, created yeah. this opportunity right. yeah you're absolutely right like i think it yeah. creates opportunity for more people to start selling things online 100 percent, 100 percent Awesome, Katrina. It's been amazing to have you on board. I mean, thank you so much for thank your you. knowledge and your insights. I'm sure that we are just scratching the surface and we need mm -hmm. to do many more episodes to, to go more in depth. But yes, I want to thank you. And before we finish uh, today's episode, I want to give you a minute or so so you can tell us more about your company and how people can reach out to you if they want to work with you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So we just run uh, copysmiths.com and it is, we just produce content. We produce very um, different content, fun content awesome. for mainly for e-commerce stores because, again, we're just trying to outrun the algorithms all the time, <laughs> make sure the customers love your content. But best way to reach me is copysmiths.com, but I'm also on uh, LinkedIn. I'm quite active on LinkedIn and I'm always putting things on LinkedIn that I think about, little bits and pieces that come to mind. I'll often post into there that I find little bits and pieces. Love so it. That's a lovely spot to follow me. Great. Thank you for that. I'm going to make sure to put all down in the description. And thank you once more, Katrina. And looking thank forward to you. having the next one. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite topic. So, we, yeah, it's my favorite topic. So, I'm very happy <laughs> to chat with you again. Thank yeah. you so much. Looking forward. Bye bye. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the e commerce lab by ecomc. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.